0: settle in. We have a little bit of a different kind of episode today. So something that you should know about me, and actually I think you might know it about me just from other episodes, is that I have always been obsessed with time and space. You know that I've talked about time in many different ways and on different episodes. Um, And I actually really like talking about like how long things take, because I think that having a perspective is so important. But anyway, um, I really have always been very obsessed with time and space, like my favorite books that I can think about reading, you know, that I've read uh, throughout my life are often, like, books about going back in time. Um, You know, I love love all of the stories, like, about, like, Outlander, about rubbing, you know, your hand on, like, a standing stone and being taken back (laughs) through time. I actually want that to happen to me. So, this is— this is who I am and I it's from as far back as I can remember. Like one of my other favorite books ever was called Time and Again, which I remember reading in like junior high school which is about this guy who goes back in time in like New York City. So anyway, I've always been really into time travel, going back in time, the concept of being able to see objects from back in time. And what I mean by that is like Going to the Metropolitan Museum of Art, which I feel so lucky that I live in New York City and have access to that museum. But like going back, going to the Met Museum and seeing like objects from the Stone Age, like from three million years ago, right? Like right there in front of you, you're in front of a glass case and right there on the other side of the glass a real thing. It's right there. <laughs> I can't touch it because I'm not allowed, but it's touchable and it's from three million years ago. And whenever I have that experience, I feel like my head is going to explode, but like not in a bad way, in a good way. <laughs> I feel like my head, I feel like I'm expanding, right? And that it it gives me this incredible sense of living in this vast, miraculous, phenomenal universe. So, I am sure I am not the only one here listening that has ever spent time trying to wrap my head around this concept, this concept of time. How is it possible that we've got shit in a museum in New York City from 3 million years ago, right? And that this also brings up the concept of just like being human, right? Like, what? Like what? What? What is this? Like, living on this planet Earth with humans and animals and all of these living beings. So, you know, I know I'm not the only one that goes down and this has nothing to do with like, you know, being stoned or anything. This is this is shit that I think about all the time um, at any time. So, and I know you, you might too, but I actually like thinking about it because it, I like the idea that, that I can't fully comprehend or fully wrap my head around certain concepts. And then I remind myself that the reason why I can't wrap my head around them is because they're just so big, that they're just so infinite, that there's this, there's this concept of what is infinite and eternal, right? These two words that are not quantifiable, right? What is infinite? It's just never ending. What is eternal? It's never ending. And we have these words in our human language, and yet there is nothing on the physical planet Earth that has those qualities, infinite or eternal. So why do we have those words? Why do we have the words infinite and eternal if there's nothing in our human existence that is infinite or eternal? Right. And so whenever I think about that and I think, why, why do we even have those words? And then I think, well, it's because those are the words that describe the universe, time, space, God. Right. If if that word resonates with you. Right. And that that these words exist so that we can have some way of even remotely comprehending These things that do exist that are not bound by time and space or by linear time and space. The way that we construct it as humans, the way that we have created, you know, days, hours, minutes, seconds, years, right? And everything is a measurement. Everything fits into boxes because that's how our human brains need to work sometimes or some of our brains need to work. And it's the only way that we can like get anything done, right? Like, could you imagine if we just lived in like in a completely amorphous time and space where where no one knew when to show up anywhere? <laughs> You'd just be like, "Well, I hope so and so shows up." So, so we create these these confines in these containers because we actually need to in order to you know to get anything done. But but in reality, time and space don't have those kinds of strict guidelines the way that we've created as human beings. And human beings have been creating those guidelines for a very long time, right? I mean— like, pagans were using the rising and setting of the sun and trying to understand days and months and seasons and, and everything, right? Imagine imagine being a human being in, you know, in in the Stone Age and, uh, you know, in in, in Neolithic—I don't even know if humans were Stone Age. I think that might be, like, dinosaurs and stuff. But, like, imagine being an early human and the sun going down. And literally not knowing if it was ever coming back again, right? Like what if now we're in darkness, right? So, anyway, this is the stuff that I like to think about. And it I and, and like I said, I enjoy it. So, so here's the thing. So I was raised Jewish, right? I'm Jewish, my family is Jewish, but I would never have considered myself religious because in my house, like we my parents never used the word God or talked about God. So like I didn't really grow up with the word God. And it's not like they were atheists and were and were actually saying anything like we don't believe in God. But it was just like not like a thing. Like the word God wasn't like we didn't it didn't get thrown around in our household. Um and we weren't religious enough that we went to like temple a lot. We were kind of these like casual Jews. <laughs> We really loved holidays, really loved the food. Um, And my brother was bar mitzvahed. I was not bat mitzvahed. Um, You know, so we were kind of like Jewish, very culturally, but not necessarily in a religious way. So I grew up with no particular relationship to to the word God, which I think— for a lot of people, is how they connect to this concept of infinite and eternal, right? Because like God is infinite and eternal. So it's just sort of like a a logical (laughs) way of understanding infinite and eternal. But what I did grow up feeling really connected to, right, was that I was from this universe. And I don't know, I can't, pinpoint it. I can't tell you if my mom said something to me or if it's from a book I read. Like I do not remember when I felt like that my version of God like was the universe or source. Right. But I've always had this connection to the idea that there that there is some amazing energy, right? That is transmittable, meaning like we can transmit our energy outward and it it source can transmit energy toward us and that this energy is available, that this source from the universe is available and that, you know, that we can have an exchange with it and that there's a co-creation. I've been knowing this for so long, right? And like I said, I don't actually know. It's not like someone said, so this is what you should believe in. So I'm not totally sure where that came from. Then anyway, contemplating the universe is something that I have for as long as I can remember always enjoyed engaging in. And I, when I think about all that stuff I told you about all the books I loved about like traveling back in time, it all feels related to me. Time, space, universe. It all feels like I've just always been like, what is this? What is this thing? The universe and time, right? Now, I also, I loved going to planetarium shows, right? And, I I still do. Like, I love going to planetariums, okay? And, you know, I really love living in New York City, but I just want to say that New York City is one of the brightest places on Earth, and it's really hard to see the stars here because of that. And, you know, my husband loves to stargaze. I like to stargaze. um, And something that I feel will be very important is to make a dedicated trip to go to one of those places that they say is like the darkest place, like the best place on earth to stargaze. So that is on my, I'm not going to say bucket list because I'm sure I can do it more than once. But anyway, what I realize is that so much of what I use to help my human brain get outside of itself is what I'm talking about. Thinking about the cosmos, cosmic things, right? Thinking about the universe, and while I know that it may sound to you like there's like a very woo aspect, like a woo-woo aspect to thinking about the universe and the cosmos, it, it's actually not woo. There's a woo element, like, like because there's definitely an element, just like there was an element of believing in God or believing that infinite and eternal are actual things, right? The reason why there's a woo element to that is because because on some level it's not like totally provable, about the whole energy thing and stuff, but the cosmos and the universe and time, that shit is science. (laughs) So there's a woo feeling to it when someone says that, like, that they, that they use that, that they use the universe or they use the energy of the universe or they believe in it or, you know, Gabby Bernstein, who's like a, you know, a meditation teacher and, like, thought leader, or whatever, you know, she, her book is called like, the universe has your back, right? So there is a woo element, but here's the thing, like it's science, right? And, and while I know it's science, I also don't totally understand it because these concepts are so mind expanding, like they require your, you, you to have so much, ability to transcend the human outgoing mind. They they require you to have so much expansiveness in your mind, which I hope you know your mind has that capacity, right? That it's not always easy to wrap your mind around these concepts, Like, like the concept of that object being in the museum from three million years ago. Right. And, and and sometimes I'm standing here, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't, I, I still don't understand. Like, how is this here? How do they know? How do they know where it was from? You know, and it like amazes me. So, and actually I've often thought about how all of our brains are like a little different, even though there are certain things about our brains that are completely universal as like human brains. And you know, I talk about this all the time, what the default human brain is and all of that. I talk about that all the time. And there's also obviously differences in our brains, which is what would make me be a, a, a an actor, <laughs> a yoga teacher, a creative, a coach, a service-minded individual, and why someone else would be like, Like, I think I'm an astrophysicist, right? Or I think I'm going to study physics. I think I'm going to be, you know, a mathematician. I'm going to be an astronomer. So, So I do think that, like, there are people whose brains are so able to understand the concepts of shit, like, light years and time and space that they're like, I'm going to devote my life to that. And then there are people like me who are like, well, I don't totally understand it. So I'm not going to devote my life to it, but I'm definitely going to like enjoy that. And I'm going to use it like in the best way that I can. Right. So even though I can't totally wrap my head around some of those like insane concepts that make me feel like my head is going to fall off, it actually feels good to me because It makes me feel like it's okay to not understand everything. It gives me permission to have some things that I just trust, that I just have faith in, that I can allow myself to just be in the space of wonder about and to be curious and to just try and feel the meaning of it all without having to understand it in my intellectual outgoing brain inside of me or in my body or in my heart, right? And so these are things that I want to be. And part of why I have this show is not only to help you with like business strategy and talk about niches and offers and investments and content and all the shit that I talk about, but it's also to bring you the other part, right? Which is to help you, to really manage being a human being, to know that there are certain things that will help you if you, um, if you choose, right, to, um, to take them in, to practice them, to think about them, um, that there are ways that we can change our thoughts, change our minds, and that we often need to do that in order to keep growing and being who we want to be right? So getting big outcomes in your life or business usually don't come from just deciding that I'm good, right? I'm good. My mind is as expanded as it needs to be. Um, Yeah, I've done the work. I'm I'm good. I'm just going to be like this for the rest of my life, right? You can do that, Absolutely, you can. But if you're here because you are someone who believes that there's impact for you to make, that you're here to like share your message, that you're here to like create magic, that you're here to create the life and business of your of your dreams, right? That you're here to like be in service, that you're here to like, you know, to to really do stuff, then, then that mindset of like, I'm good, right? It doesn't really work. But the mindset of like, I want to find out what do other people that have the kind of success that I want, and again, not just the success in business, right, but other types of success, what do they do and how do their brains work? And I actually believe that one of the things or some of the things that that fall into that category are that those are the kind of people that give themselves permission to to be in curiosity, to be in wonderment, to have some things that they just have faith in and just trust, right? And that, they, that they're that they excited about, about expansion and, and when things are almost too much for them to comprehend in the moment, that that excites them that there's possibility for them to get to comprehend that. And that's who I want to be, and I want you to—I want to help you to want to be that way. I bet you already are, right? So I don't want to make—I think that if you're listening to the show, you already are. But sometimes it's nice to be presenced to it, right? Like, sometimes it's nice to hear someone say, hey, it's good to be that way. It's good— To want to slow down and want to like have some like mind bending, mind expanding stuff that you connect to or that you, or that you are interested in because it's what keeps you in growth and expansion. And it's what keeps you always learning and always being curious. And you've got to be that. Right. And you have to have that like some faith and, and some stuff that like where you don't need, you don't need proof or evidence of everything. So this brings us to what, what, what made me want to do this episode? Like, why am I in here talking about all this shit today? I'm going to tell you. So I don't know when you're listening to this, like, but if you're listening to it in real time, this will, you know, I always say real time means like when the episode first comes out. But if you're listening to this in like a year or five years or 10 or whatever, or in 3 million. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm referencing back now in time to um, July of 2022, when we have seen the first images that have come to us from the Webb telescope. So if you have not seen these images yet, or you don't know what I'm talking about, please Google it right now. (laughs) But we, not just the, the United States, but like Astrophysicists, scientists, like space programs from all over the world came together and for 20 years, two decades, have been building the Webb Telescope to send into space to transmit back to us images that we have never, ever, ever, ever been able to see before. This is an epic, epic event. I mean, what is happening right now is, that's the only word for it, is it's epic Okay, and ever since these images came out and I've been able to like see them on the computer and then I keep trying to download them and save them and then I'm already like, oh, what can I eventually get blown up in like really high quality and spend a shitload of money to have it like framed so that it can be like hanging in my bedroom, right? That, that's where my brain is going. So if you haven't seen these images yet, you have to see these images, but basically the web telescope, okay, okay, has been sent into space, and listen to this. Okay, here's where we're going with, like, mind-expanding, non-comprehensible shit, okay? The Webb Telescope took a million-mile journey, okay? A million-mile journey into space. And what it is here to do is not only capture images of our galaxy and solar system, which it's doing, okay? But it is able to this is essentially like how, the, how they're describing it, peer back in time and capture images from 13.5 billion years ago, which is shortly after the Big Bang. So we are now seeing images that are coming from 13.5 billion years ago, because as you know, light <laughs> travels at a very different speed than it's easy to understand if you're just like a regular person and not an astrophysicist, okay? And this shit is what makes my brain want to explode, but in a good way, right? I'm not upset by it. I'm not like exploding because I'm like, I don't understand this. But instead I'm like, holy shit, I don't understand it, but I know that this is like unbelievable, right? Um, So, you know, it is literally going to be the first time that human beings can look at, Cosmic history, like, legit cosmic—literally see, right, how and when galaxies were formed. (laughs) Like, literally know when shit was formed and look back at the earliest things. That is happening right now for the first time ever, ever, right? Okay, so the Webb Telescope took two decades to build. And once it made its million-mile journey, okay, million-mile journey into space, it then took six months for it to self-assemble itself. (laughs) So this shit was constructed so that it could go a million miles out into the the space, right? And then take six months to self-assemble itself. And what you need to know is that it is the legit most high tech completely new technology it, there's never been anything like it right for a telescope that could look back 3 13.5 billion years right and photograph it and send the image back here and it's made up of like mirrors okay so there's like 18 hexagonal mirrors that have to be in perfect alignment like Perfect alignment by, I was reading about, it's like the nano, the, 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 the measurement is a nano something that's just thinner than a hair, right? So, so the alignment is based on shit that's thinner than a hair. And this technology is going to allow scientists to explore like every phase of cosmic history. So from within our solar system, all the way out to the most distant observable galaxies in the entire universe. And this is going to help humans understand the origins of the universe and our place in it. So just think about how many thousands. I mean, I think let's not even go thousands because I don't know how, how for how long human beings have been trying to figure this shit out. I mean it probably since the beginning of humans trying to understand our place in the universe but definitely think about about ever since there's been like e- any technology at all but you know and 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 scientists trying to figure out like what the fuck with humans like where like what else is here in the universe you know like what what, what are we doing here so if you haven't seen these images, you have to look them up. There one came out like the latest one is of Jupiter, right? But there's like there are there's like five. There's like five or six images at the moment and they're just going to keep coming. So I was listening to an excerpt from a radio show on NPR called All Things Considered, uh, they did a little excerpt of an interview that when they were talking to the project manager of this project. He's been the project manager for the last thirteen years, Bill Ox Oaks, and <clears throat> and basically um, when he came onto the project thirteen years ago, they had just gone through like a review of like where they were, and the review had concluded that they weren't going to make it to their to the launch date that they had set, which which I think was like t- 2013, because they didn't have enough money to do it. And the interviewer asked him about when he came on to the project 13 years ago and like, you know, obviously like they were still very far from, I mean, thinking about it. They thought it was going to launch in 2013 and it's now 2022. So he asked him about keeping the faith in the project for such an ambitious project. And this guy said that in the whole time that he was ever working on this mission, that he never heard from anyone working on the project the words give up or failure. And he said instead, they would say things like, hey, we've got an issue. Or they would ask, how do we correct this? Or they might ask, how do we make sure this doesn't happen again? Or they would ask, how do we move on from this? And then he went on to talk about the launch and the deployment and how, you know, how in order for the, for the launch to, to, to work, they had what he called 344 single point failures. And so what that meant is that if any one of these 344 points in the mission launch failed it would make the whole thing fail so they could like lose the whole mission. And all of these 344 points were happened in the first two weeks of the deployment. So for those first two weeks, they literally were having to be like on the edge of their seat (laughs) that if any one of those things failed at any time, this whole two decade thing would be over. So, I mean, hearing... Hearing scientists talk about this shit, you don't understand. You should try. You should go listen. I'm saying you don't understand. Go listen. They, they are so excited. Okay, like this is a life's work coming to fruition. This is dedicated decades of commitment and never giving up. And then when shit like this happens— you know, you think that scientists and astrophysicists are going to be these, like, you know, driest, most serious people. And you know what? They 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 lose it because th- this is the most exciting thing that could ever happen to them, okay? So, you know, I remember... Back in September 2015, when for the first time scientists observed ripples in the fabric of space time, which were called gravitational waves. And they arrived at Earth, okay, from a a cataclysmic event that had happened, right, 13 billion years ago. And for uh, like the last 50 years or 100 years, there were all these scientists who had dedicated their life's work to proving Einstein's theory of relativity <laughs> right so albert einstein had a theory of relativity he had never proved it it was his general theory of relativity and and in september 2015 these scientists that had been devoting their whole career to trying to to um uh, uh uh, what is it called? Like trying to 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 find these gravitational waves or detect was the word I was looking for. Trying to detect these gravitational waves. They had this, they had built something along the lines, not the Webb telescope. I mean, the Webb telescope is probably the coolest thing that's ever been made ever, right? But they had built these like insane instruments that could, that were measuring ripples in the fabric of space-time and there had never been a ripple. (laughs) So their equipment was detecting like nothing. And then one night the ripple came. It was a blip. It was a, a ripple right and i watched the interviews with these scientists i remember this that had basically devoted their whole career to trying to find these gravitational waves based on einstein's theory and and i watched them literally like it was like scientists gone wild they were they were so ecstatic okay so why am i telling you this like what what the fuck does stacy think this has anything to do with passionate and prosperous life and business right you may ask okay well i'm going to tell you because as i said one of my main objectives in this podcast is to help you to stay the course right like even though i i'm also here to give you all that strategy and 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 all of the, what i can from my brain of how to do things and like and give you like you know help you to understand what why why it's important that you know your mission and your niche and you know and and how to have conversations and all of this stuff um i'm also here to keep you inspired. Like, I think it's so important to to have things that help you to stay, that help you to not give up, right? And And I think that it's really easy to get caught up in a lot of the shit that we make up and human beings make up so much shit. I mean, we are meaning-making machines. And what I mean by that is in the absence of not knowing something, in the absence of 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 not understanding something, you know, in in the moment or in the in the absence of having an answer about something like whether or not someone wants to say yes to working with you or if someone's breaking up with you <laughs> or right, in the absence of any Information that you don't have, humans make shit up, and they make it up in a way that does not—I'll say we, not they—we make it up in a way that does not serve us most of the time. We don't usually make up shit that serves us. We're not usually like going like, oh, well, even though I don't have an answer about that, I'm sure it's going to work out in my favor. We don't, that's not our natural inclination. We're not like, hmm, even though I'm feeling a pit in my stomach because so-and-so seems to be ghosting me, (laughs) they're probably not. They're just probably busy. That's not what we think. We think the worst, right? And that is how humans are programmed or that's how we're defaulted. And that's why I'm constantly telling you how important it is that you do the work that you need to do to make sure that that's not you. That you're not always assuming the worst. Like, how is that going to help you? So so the making shit up, right? One of the things that we make up is how long stuff should take. And, you know, you've heard me talk about time. And I have an episode that's like, you know, you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. And I also have an episode called Why Is Everything So Hard? And Why Is Everything So Hard is one of my favorite episodes because it's basically— it's talking a little bit about what I'm talking about right now, which is which is talking about this idea that, like, we think that we should be able to do everything, like, immediately, right? Oh, I want to, like, create something new. I want to write a book. I want to create a new program. I, I want to, you know, I want to think about this, like, completely new way that I want to manifest, like, something that's, like, that I'm feeling inside. And then so you get the idea that you're going to create this. Right. Or that you need to like write something, copywriting, anything that you have to do in your life and business. And then you get this idea that from the moment you decide that you're going to create it, that if it takes more than like three hours, then you, you decide that you're stuck or you decide that you're, that you're, you know, you're blocked or that it's not coming or that it's too hard or that you can't do it. Right. This is such crazy shit that humans make up. Right. We make it up. Who ever thought that you should get, like, some brilliant stroke of genius and then have it, like, all laid out and figured out by the next day? Well, you made it up. I make it up. You make it up. We all make it up, right? So we make up all of this stuff, right, about how long things should take is one of the main ways. Now, is it not possible that things could happen quickly, or that we could have set goals and create timelines and create strategies well, of course that's of course that's possible right of course some things happen fast of course some things are instantaneous of course some things are pretty quick right but we can't operate from assuming that that's the norm that that's actually how everything has to go we have to understand that that's some things and then what about all the other things that are not quick and immediate right what happens when you set a goal or you create a timeline or you create a strategy and things don't go exactly as you planned? Does that mean that you're not where you should be or that you should give up or that it's wrong or that it sucked or that it failed, right? So that's why I was telling you about this interview, right? The, these astrophysicists and astronomers and scientists who are building this crazy ass shit that no one's ever built before, that they're sending a million miles into space, right, to take pictures from 13.5 billion years ago. And he said, no one ever used the words that they're giving up or failed. And yet, I want to ask you, how many times have you thought that you were going to give up or that you failed? So it's really important to look at these things, right? It's really important to look at these things, this incredible stuff about our universe and about time and space so that you don't make the mistake of thinking that it's time to give up or that you failed because something didn't happen in a particular time frame. When you find out that even scientists who are doing something for two decades that involves traveling back in time 13.5 billion years and they're not giving up, that helps. It helps me, (laughs) right? And that's why I like to know about these things. So, you know, I've created other episodes, like like, what can we learn about entrepreneurship from baking sourdough bread or how to flow with the seasons in, in your life and biz, which in there, I'm talking about the ancient science of Ayurveda, right? Because it's important that we look for evidence and find ways to help us understand the complex nature of being human, of making change, of creating, of evolving and the beauty of it all is that we can understand a lot and understand ourselves a lot and understand how things go and understand how things work by observing nature and the universe and also by observing the 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 like the kind of the behavior ethics and work of the people whose job it is to study that shit Right? Because when I think about like the scientists who devote their entire career and their everything where they're getting like nothing, there no no blip, <laughs> no, no ripple, right? For 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 years. They're literally passing the torch. Like there are people who devoted their whole career to trying to to, to, to be there when the ripple came to prove Einstein's. Theory of relativity, right? And they missed it because they had to finally retire, <laughs> and they had to pass the torch, and then someone else that was sitting and watching the, the the thing for the blip got to see the blip, right? And so when you and that was that person resentful because they devoted their whole career. I mean, I can't speak for them, but I just, I just don't think so. I, I watch these scientists and I listen to the people who devote themselves to trying to uncover the mysteries. Of the universe. And you know, I'm also obsessed with the brain, right? And so think about neuroscientists and all the people who are trying to understand the brain. I'm married to a psychoanalyst, right? Who you, you know, who also is someone who has studied how does this brain work? Like, what is going on with our beliefs and our emotions and like and how we think? There's so much to contemplate. And I think that it's our job to contemplate it because without contemplating it, it's really hard to go through the day-to-day activities of life and work and feel good, (laughs) right? Because shit's happening all the time. There's always something that doesn't go the way you thought it was going to be. You know, one of the things I say is like, life is hard, so what are you going to do about it, right? Um, Shit is always happening. So how do we manage the fact that shit is always happening, that there's always things going wrong, that there's always something unexpected, that, that like, the, you know, you've heard the saying like the best laid plans, right? Um, what, how do we cope with that? How do we manage that? How do you manage that? So, if we know that scientists and neuroscientists and astrophysicists and people of science devote themselves for years and years tirelessly and often without answers, why wouldn't we assume that sometimes that's what it takes? to fully understand how something works. Now, I'm not saying that you should be excited about the idea that it may take years and years for you to figure out your business or your life. That's not what I'm saying. What we're talking about here is perspective. It's how you go from being someone who beats yourself up for thinking that, like, that, that, that shit's not going the right way because it didn't happen in a week to being someone who has a whole different level of patience and understanding with yourself, with process, with the way things go, it's the only way that you can become someone who's operating with some degree of relaxation or like ebb and flow or expansion and contraction, right? Breathing, breathing, slowing down. You know, the only way you can be a person like that And believe that it's okay to be like that, that it's okay to ebb and flow, that it's okay to, for things to take more time than others, um, for, for, for not everything to go a certain way is if you're willing to be someone who's curious about where can I learn about this? What can I see in my environment or in the universe or in nature that lets me know that, that this is, that I'm on track, that this is okay. So, if we know that it takes perfect alignment of nano somethings, I don't remember what it was, hair of of you, thinner than a hair, right, Uh, of these mirrors to make a complex launch happen of this most high tech thing that's like ever been created, then why wouldn't we apply that to ourselves and to our businesses and to our lives? And if we know that there are stars out there that it takes 13.5 billion years for their light to get where our human eyes can see it in our sky, I mean, what? (laughs) Right? Why? Wait, can that allow you to feel relaxed about anything? So I don't want it to take 13.5 billion years to have success or reach my goals, right? Or even like, like five years. <laughs> but but all of this calms me down and that's why I'm sharing it with you because I think that it's really important if you if you don't want to give up. if you don't want to be the giver upper and you don't want to be the person who declares yourself a failure, right? or who like you know, beats yourself up for all the shoulds, right, and how long things should take or shouldn't take or whatever, then you need, we need, I need, we all need to have stuff that helps us think differently. So we have to be able to take in this information about our cosmic universe and our cosmic history, even if we don't fully understand it with our outgoing minds, because it's okay if all you do is understand it on a soul level or a cosmic level. It's fine if that's what you want. You don't need to get it. You don't need to be able to understand this insane concept of seeing a star from 13.5 billion years ago right now <laughs> on a photo. You don't have to fully be able to comprehend it. If you open yourself up, though, to it and you go, I just want to understand this on like a solar cosmic level because it's going to help me like understand like things. It's going to help me have perspective, It's maybe going to even help me have appreciation. Maybe it's even going to help me have gratitude, right? Because I know how easy it is to get caught up in all of the shoulds and the made-up shit. I should already be here. I should already be at X. I should already be Y, right? So here's what we know 100%, no doubt. And that is that everything takes time and time is long. Time is long. And it's really hard to manage our thoughts and our brains around things taking time and time being long when we're in consistent action, taking action, and we think that we're getting nowhere. We think that we're not getting anything in return. Right. And so we start to create this situation for ourselves where we look at the action that we're taking and then we think that we're not getting anywhere because we're not getting maybe the exact outcomes or we're not getting them in the exact time that we declared they should take. And it's really, really hard when you're looking at other people and thinking that they did it fast and then you're comparing yourself because here's what I want to tell you don't ever look at other people and and how fast or whatever they did their shit because you there's so much that you don't know. You don't know any other details about how they got where they are. You don't know what they had before. You don't know like what they did to get there. You don't you literally don't know. So do not ever compare yourself about how fast someone else got to do something that's taking you more time. Not helpful. And I'm not just even talking about in your business. I'm I'm even just talking about on like on, on a on a um identity level. Like a like a, a a self level, right? It takes time to make changes in your life. It takes time to change a belief. It takes time to change a limiting belief or a story that isn't working for you anymore. So one of the things that I really am very interested in is is limiting beliefs, beliefs, belief systems, operating systems, uh, you know, like how our thoughts can hold us back, right, or not. And so I'm very interested in, like, in the subconscious. And so I have been having some sessions with a hypnotherapist um, because I'm very, very curious about... Um, anything in my subconscious that could be holding me back or stopping me from getting to my next level. Now, is the level that I'm at like totally awesome? Yep, it is. I'm at a great level. I'm totally happy with with, with where I am. But do I want to be at an even greater level? Do I want to up level do I want to like keep going do I want to be bigger yeah and I don't mean bigger like like in this like weird way where I'm like oh I want to be big like I don't want to be a movie star or anything but I want to like I want to I want to have massive impact in the world I want this show to be like the number one show on Apple <laughs> I want I want to have like thousands of people like that I can help um in my academy, in my, you know, in, in in all the things that I do. And and so like I have to keep taking big, risky, bold actions. I have to keep stepping outside my comfort zone. I have to keep, you know, figuring out like, is something holding me back? Like, what thought or belief do I maybe have that that is keeping me from doing the next thing? Right. And so, so, you know, I've I, I had a hypnotherapy session this weekend, actually. And it was so crazy what came up. And it's this stuff that has come up over and over and over again, right? And you would think, That because I've already talked about it, coached on it, had hypnotherapy on it, whatever, that it'd be like, what the fuck? Like, why is this still? So, you know, I have, I had these experiences in my life where um, I can't remember if I ever talked about this. So I'm not going to go into a big detail. But, you know, when I, I think I might have mentioned it. When I was in Annie, when I was 10, there was this point when I, like, when I was 12. And right after I was out of the show, when I went back to school full time, that, like, these these cool girls, self-proclaimed cool girls, remember what we don't learn when we're little is that we can self-proclaim shit, (laughs) um, self-proclaimed cool, cool girls. Um, they decided that, you know, that I was a loser and they totally ostracized me and tormented me. And this memory that came up was me, um, going to eat my lunch, um, in like, like going to like, like go to like uh, the basement by like, I like. I remember some lockers outside of a classroom to eat my lunch by myself because, like, I didn't want to like be. I didn't want to be in the lunchroom, not sitting with like the the, the people that used to be my friends. Um, and then this other stuff came up about some other times when, um, again, it was like it was it was, about, it was about like sort of like like not people not liking me being talented. Or me shining my light really bright. You know, me being like a star. Um, and 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 some people really, really not liking that and therefore treating me a certain way. And this is the shit that came up in my hypnotherapy. And I was like, oh my God, are you kidding me? And guess what? Everything takes time and time is long. Do I want to... Um, Work through my subconscious of being afraid or worried that if I really shine and really am who I'm supposed to be that that I'm gonna get rejected or ostracized or made fun of or bullied or teased or whatever um, is that in my, do I think about that on a daily basis? I do not I do not I'm not afraid to put my podcast out I'm not afraid to show up on social media I'm not afraid to sing on stage like I'm not. But it's clearly in my subconscious. So do I think it's like really holding me back like, like from being, you know, excellent and great like and having a good business and life? No. But do I think that it is getting in the way of me making some choices and doing some things that that will take me to the next level? I do, actually. And the reason why I'm telling you about this is because this whole episode is about recognizing that, like, the t- we can create a timeline. We can say, like, I want things to take this long or short, but some things just take time. And making changes to ourselves on an identity level or changing a belief system, and 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 it's subtle because because and you've heard me say this before. It's like new level, new devil, right? So you do it. You do it once. You up level, and then something else pops up because your subconscious is like as fucking deep and long as the star that's 13.5 billion years away. Your subconscious is like, is eternal and infinite. It It is massive. What is stored in your subconscious is like beyond comprehension. And so you're always gonna be able to go in there into your subconscious and poke around and be like, hmm, what's going on in here? It's never freaking ending. So you can either like avoid it and be like, I'm not doing any of that work. I'm not looking at myself. But you know what? That's where healing happens, you guys. That's another thing that takes time. Healing, healing, healing from being hurt, healing from any shit that ever happened to you that scared you, healing from trauma. You know that it takes time. But if you don't give yourself permission, if you don't know that it takes time and you don't have a perspective on how long time is, then you then you're not going to get to have it. You're not going to get to heal. So, you know, and we all need to heal. I mean, you don't have to be like some damaged person. You don't have to be walking around like a disaster, like a wreck, miserable to to have healing to do. I just shared with you healing I need to do. Cuz you know what? I'm not going to the, the healing isn't going to be that I'm going to go back in time and like and 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 stand up to those girls and be like, "Hey, fuck you." <laughs> like, right? They can't get healing from that. So I got to heal myself. I've got to like look at like why did, you know, like, like, what do I want to make of that situation? Like, how do I want to decide to think about it differently? Like, what do I want to do about that? It, it has to be in my control, and everything takes time. When you decide, also, that, like, you're into it, you know, that you're interested. So, you know— The reason why I felt so excited to come in here and talk about this with you was because I like I see this show as an opportunity for me to like, you know, like I said, give you the strategy, but also get to come in and just sort of like just just share with you what works for me. What's 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 working, what has worked, what has worked over my whole life. What do I do? Because I've been working on this shit for a really long time. I've been teaching it, I've been working it, I've been working on it for myself, I've been helping other people. And 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 I see my role here for those of you who listen as as, as getting to, to to share all this with you just so that I could expand your mind. I just wanna open your brain. I just want you to have a different way of thinking so that you can always be thinking. In, in from your highest self. I mean, we can't always be thinking from our highest self, but I want you to always be seeing yourself as in possibility, even when shit is hard. Even when when things aren't going the way you wanted them to go. But you have to have the stuff that works for you. Like, this is the shit that works for me, you know? Like, and that, and, you know, I started this whole thing off by saying, like, I'm not really, a, I never considered myself a religious person. So it's not, I have clients and people that I work with that are extremely, not only spiritual, I'm very spiritual, but I consider them to be, be religious, right? Like people that that really, like, use prayer. I, I use my own form of prayer, silent prayer, meditation, gratitude gratitudes but but the point is is that we all have to have the stuff that helps us to transcend the human experience which is limited it is a limited experience and but your mind is not meant to be limited Right, So there's this really weird thing, which is like the human everyday experience has a lot of limitations on it and a lot of confines. And then the human brain is meant to be just as expansive as that freaking universe. Just as wide, just as expansive. It's, 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 it's endless. One of the, my favorite things that I ever learned, and I actually mentioned this recently, was, was that stars— Right. And I actually reread this today when I was reading about um, the Webb telescope that stars are the essential sources of raw material in the universe. They recycle and distribute the elemental building blocks of everything that we can observe new stars, the nebulae. Like when you see these images from the telescope, there are these, like, you know, nebulae of gas and dust, um, planets, and even humans. And that all life on earth contains the element carbon. Every single living thing on earth contains the element carbon. And all carbon was originally formed in the core of a star. So you, me, contain that which was formed in the core of a star. You are bright. You are radiant. You are light. It is your job to shine your light. It is your job to light the way for others. It is your job to be able to find that light in yourself. It is your job to know this on a core level that you are a star, that you are made of a star, and that has so much meaning. It has meaning on every level. Not just literally that you've got that little carbon from a star in you, but it means that, like, you're a freaking star, that every single one of you, me included, gets to shine, and that nobody can take that away from us, right? And that you have limitless potential, that you're unlimited in what you can create and do. And so having a belief in that and 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 finding a way to attach yourself to that belief is really important. And and what I shared with you today is, is how I attach myself to that belief. So that's what I have for you today. <laughs> I um I want to tell you that um, we're going to meet in New York in November, November 11th and 12th. We've got a live, passionate, and prosperous event happening. And I am going to get those details to you as soon as freaking possible. <laughs> Talk about time. Um, we're working out. The details are done. It's done. It's November 11th and 12th. So you can start planning to be in New York City in the village, in Greenwich Village, the iconic Greenwich Village in the in a beautiful space. And I know that most of you have never been with me before live, but you've probably taken some virtual events with me. And I think you know that like I am very, very—I um, I, I put a lot into the shit that I create. I want you to have the most amazing experience ever. So what I can tell you is that if you do decide to come to New York, to come to Passionate prosperous life that i am guaranteeing you an incredible time of business development and inspiration and to be with me in the room and with other passionate entrepreneurs and coaches and people who want to be living their 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 most passionate and prosperous lives and having Their most passionate and prosperous businesses. So mark your calendar. um, Stay tuned. Make sure you're on my email list if you're not. um, I don't know, just email me if you want or send me a message on social media um, and say, hey, I want to make sure I know those details. But it is coming and I'm so, 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 so excited about it. Um, And there are going to be lots of other things happening before that in the fall. Um, So if you're listening to this and it's, when it's coming out which is I don't know end of July 2022 Uh, you've got stuff coming up soon and if you're listening to this at any other time and you're like what the fuck is this woman talking about it's like past November, then, you know, then great. I'm happy that you're here. Get on, get on my 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 bandwagon because I'm sure that whenever you are listening to this, there's actually something else coming up really soon too. And with that, I am going to sign off. I am as always sending you so much love and high vibes, and I can't wait to be with you in your headphones next week. Bye.